Welcome to the Rachel Kujup Show. I'm Rachel Kujup and my mission is to help you build a business that supports your multi-passionate lifestyle, create content with confidence and clarity, and launch profitable signature services and products. It is possible to blend who you are with what you do and gain financial freedom while still making a positive contribution to the world. I've helped over 3,000 people across my workshops and programs become respected and successful leaders and creators in their community. I know you have big dreams for your business and life. So are you ready to be seen and heard? In today's episode, I'll show you how to make it happen. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Jackie Norton. Jackie is a graphic designer turned online design coach for small business owners. She helps passionate business owners take charge of their business, giving them the skills and confidence they need to create their own incredible visual brand and graphics through her signature program, DIY Design My Biz. Jackie is also the host of the podcast Design Hacks for DIYers and loves sharing how good design in business is pivotal to growth and success. Jackie is a new mum, cheesecake lover and Canva fanatic. Today we're chatting about DIYing your design and how you can create a memorable brand online. I just know that you're going to get so much from this conversation with Jackie. So let's dive in. I am super excited to talk about this topic today because it's one that comes up with my clients nearly every week and I've been following you for a couple of years now and just love everything that you do and that you teach and you've worked with some amazing business owners. So I would love to know, first of all, you're a huge advocate for DIY design when many other designers aren't, when they really you know, don't recommend Canva and really say that you should be hiring someone to do everything. So why is that? Why are you such a huge advocate for DIY design? Yeah, so it's a really great question and it's got a couple of different answers towards it. Firstly, I need to make sure that everyone knows that I do believe that good design is important. Like I don't just recommend jumping onto Canva and just trying to create something and seeing what happens because there is a really important reason why designers have flourished for so many years because design is actually so important to a business. But the reason that I encourage people to do it themselves is, so I started off my business working for some incredible women in business doing their designs for them. And then I started looking around and I realized that there were so many businesses that I was following that weren't hiring me and they weren't hiring any designer. And I could tell, I was like, oh, you've got such a great business. I know, I know that you know your stuff because I've talked to you or I've, I've, I've been following you long enough that I've actually been able to learn that. But there's so much that someone just jumping onto your page is missing or so much that someone like, there's, there was just this big gap and I was like, why aren't they hiring me? And I, I was like, well, the reason that you didn't hire a designer, Jackie, when you first started, because you couldn't afford it. Like you couldn't afford to hire a designer. Like it, like it costs to get a good designer to do your brand. It's going to cost you upwards of two grand, three grand, four grand, let alone just your social media graphics or your flyers or your website or all of these things. And people just don't have the money for that when they're starting out their business, especially us online business people, because there's so little overheads to starting a business. And so I was like, okay, there's got to be some way to bridge the gap here because it's not okay that these businesses are just looking like then then they're, they're, they're not looking like they're seriously in business. They just look like they're just 
tra traipsing around kind of trying their best, but you can tell that it's not professional. And I think people are judging those things really subconsciously. Like, oh, is that business really serious? Do they really know what they're doing? Is it worth me putting them, my money there? Um, and so people are making all these judgments about these small businesses that have really great stuff to offer, but they couldn't afford a designer yet. And so I was like, let's bridge the gap. Let's teach these business owners how they can do it well themselves because even myself, like I can't imagine if I had to hire a designer to do all my stuff. Like the fact that I'm able to just think of an opt-in and create it and put it out in the, into the world that same day that actually looks great and actually attracts my audience, the way that I can just make a social media post and it doesn't take me five hours, like all of these things. I was like, I have this honor, this, this, this skill. Why can't I teach other people to do it? And so I was just like, let's do it. So I created a course and I was like, everyone, you know, design is important start doing it but you've got to do it good here's how so that's kind of how it all kind of started and why I believe it's important thank you so much for sharing your story and you're so right like I am going to put my hand up and say I judge people on the way their website looks their design their copy because I have a background in design as well and hearing you share how it is so easy especially for me as a copywriter too to be able to write copy and even when I first started there's so many things that I wanted in my business and I had to be really selective with what I could invest in first. And I think, you know, for a lot of us, we agree, like you said, that we do need to invest in those experts. But at the very start, if you're trying out an idea or just starting a business, it does not make sense to invest $3,000 in a designer, $5,000 in a website and a copywriter and to only change your idea or your program or your brand six months later. So I love that you are providing this service, you know, in your course for like just business owners, not only who are starting out, but are also going through a period of change or learning their design and what they want their business to look and feel like. So what's the first step to creating a visual brand that looks good, that attracts the right clients, that makes you look professional? And what are some of the common mistakes that you see small business owners making? Awesome. All right. It's a big question. I'm going to tackle it in those two parts. So the first thing is some things to think about. Um, I think the biggest thing when you're creating a brand is knowing that you are unique, you and your business and your audience are unique. And so to lean really far into that. So I have a model that I teach. It's called the WOW model, and it stands for three words, W-O-W. -W. The first one is your who. So obviously it's, it's not an uncommon question to think about in the business world, but who are you trying to work with? And beyond that, like not just where they, they like going out for coffee, although that's a nice thing to kind of think about, but also thinking about um, what do they love to do um, around, like, what do they love to see? Like, do they, what kind of colors appeal to them? What kind of, like, if you're, like, for a blatantly obvious example, like, if you're targeting a CEO that works in the center of a city in a high rise, you're going to be using totally different colors. And if you're targeting a mom of a toddler who's looking for a snack for a kid, like, there's just, so many different things we need to be thinking about. And so thinking about our who in terms of what does our audience love? What kind of fonts are, do they get appealed? Do they get drawn to, I guess. Um, and then going to think about their pain points and the reasons they need to work with you. And all of these things will help you to form a picture of who you want to work with. And you can begin to create a brand around that. But it doesn't end there. Like our brand doesn't just need to just magically appeal to our target audience, although that is brilliant. There's two other sections that I think are really important. And the second one is originality. That, that's the O of the WOW model. And thinking about 
what makes me, me? So for my business and your business as well, our businesses are based a lot around us. Like when you work with White Deer, you work with Jackie. When you do my course, you work with me. When you listen to my podcast, it's me. Like it's all me. And so if my branding didn't align at all with me as a person, it would just feel so unnatural. It would feel so inauthentic. It would feel really jarring for people to then, like if you saw my brand and then you started working with me, and then you, there was just this massive disconnect. People would be so confused. But instead, when you look at my brand, you get an insight into who I am and the kind of way that I will work. Like if you work with me, if you see my brand, for those of you who don't know, my brand is like super colorful paint strokes, like um, bright pinks and purples. Like it's just all there. And it's because I don't take business seriously. Like I don't sit there and talk in a really, really proper voice the whole time. I don't expect that, that, like I, I, I take business with a, with a little bit of fun. And so my branding shows that it shows who I am. And so thinking about who are you, what represents you? What, um, what do you love? What is your brand voice? What lights you up? What encompasses you? And then learn to express that throughout your branding. And that can be a little bit hard. And that's the kind of thing I like to teach, but around thinking, how can I encompass myself into this brand? So people get a bit of a glimpse into who I am. Now I need to preface this because people get really overwhelmed at this point thinking, there is so many facets to me, how I'm meant to like encompass all that in a brand. And you don't like there are like I, my brand is, is purple and blue and, and like orangey kind of colors. I also have a really big thing for mustard. I love mustard. I got mustard boots, mustard jacket, mustard scarf, mustard, everything. But you'll see that nowhere in my brand because that didn't match what I'm about to teach you in a moment of, of everything kind of culminating and what, what's the perfect balance in everything you're trying to put across. And so don't get caught up and try to represent everything of yourself. Just kind of I'm going to skip to the next point and then I'm going to come back and, and say why. So the next W for the wow model is your, is your why. So why are you in business? Why are you trying to help these people? What is your brand positioning? Are you trying to sell like a $20,000 service or a product, or are you trying to sell a $20 product or service? Because the way a brand looks will determine how much people expect to pay for you. Who are your competitors? What is your brand vibe? What's your brand message? What do you stand for as a business and as a brand? How do you want people to feel when they work with you? Like, I want people to feel fun. I don't want people to feel calm because that's not my brand. Like, I would be very happy people felt calm when they work with me, but that's not my top priority. So what are your top priorities about how you want people to feel with you when they work with you? You can tell I talk fast. And if you get calm vibes, my brand good on you but I just I've had a real hard time pushing that across so it's not the kind of thing I try to encompass in my brand because it would be unnatural for me and so when you think about those three sections picture it as a Venn diagram and you've got your, your who your originality and your why and where they all intersect is where I think your brand is really beautiful so not encompassing every single thing that your audience likes not encompassing every single thing that you like not encompassing everything about your why but where they overlap where does what your audience love overlap with what you love and what you want to represent and your why and that'll be a really great spot for you. And so that's what I love to encourage people to think about when they're creating their brand and their business to before they jump onto Canva to be thinking about those three circles and how they can represent that through their business and their brand. And that second question you asked around some mistakes that people are making. <laughs> There is, there is, there is a lot, <laughs> and I don't, I don't say that to be judgy. I said that to be here. Let's help, um, and let's continue to build your business so you really come across a serious and professional. Um, and professional and serious doesn't have to be unfun because clearly I don't believe in that. But serious and professional being, your branding is clear about what you're trying to put across. Your uh, messaging makes sense. Your text is readable. Your fonts are readable. That's the same thing. The colors you've chosen have good enough contrast. People can see it. The the language that you're using and the way that you're arranging your text makes sense to people and, and they can understand what you do just from a glance. And so graphic design has all these powers um, to, to really catapult your business forward. And so 
Mistakes wise, some of the biggest ones that I see, I kind of change my answer to this regularly because I see certain mistakes pop up more often. And so one that I'm really passionate about right now, which I feel like no one else cares about, but I think it does make a difference. is just, just practically when you're making a graphic, check it's centered. If you're putting text in the center of a graphic, and even I made this mistake today, so I'm not, I'm not judging, but just go back and check. So when you're designing a graphic, say you pop some text in the center. If your graphic is not meant to be centered line, obviously this isn't, this isn't relevant, but say you've got some text in the center and then a picture, but you've put it slightly off center and it's just not quite balanced. And there's, there's a little bit more space on the right than there is on the left. It's so easy to fix that in Canva. All you got to do is select your objects and drag it around. And Canva will have a little pink line that pops up and says, yes, you got this. It's perfectly centered. Or you can press the positioning and center aligner, all these things. So just my biggest tip to kind of running off the back of that is to stop. When you've finished your graphic, stop and look at it. Check that it's centered. Check that the text is actually readable if you didn't actually just type it and know already what it says. Check that the colors are contrasting enough that people can read it when their screen is dim. Check that um, the language that you've used makes sense to, like say for example, you're advertising a masterclass, but that masterclass was going up on your, on your Instagram. You don't need to have very much information on that for people to just understand what it is because people on your Instagram already know you. They already know what kind of business you are and what kind of services you offer. But say you put, you're putting a poster up in your local news agents to, to represent that same masterclass, you would need to give a certain amount of different information because people don't already have that rapport with you. So just even thinking about where is this graphic appearing and what do I need to say in it and how can I take my people on a journey to make that make sense? And so thinking about what's the heading that's going to grab people to make them read the rest of my graphics. Don't put like free really big if free isn't what's going to draw people in. If people don't have a heap of time, they don't care about free, they care about what you're offering or they, you don't want the call to action of book now really big if they don't know what they're booking now. So just thinking through really logically, uh, is my graphic readable? Does my message make sense? Does it look professional like I've actually stopped to think this graphic through? Thank you so much for your detailed answer. My head is sore from nodding furiously uh, to everything that you're saying. There's so many things I could draw upon but one that I think is going to be really really important for listeners is that everything you're saying is actually about having a strategy and doing the thinking behind your design I think often we put a lot of emphasis on like copy but maybe not so much on design and that's what I'm seeing a lot with my clients so you know they'll hire the copywriter and then like you said they will take copy and just chuck it in a Canva template and things won't be aligned the colors won't match and be completely different from what they used last week. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they'll share it and then they'll have copy that goes next to it and they're expecting the copy to do all the job. And it's like, oh, well, it's Instagram. I guess I have to share an image when, you know, Instagram is really prioritizing images first. And so I think a lot of the time design is secondary and all of this work that a lot of business owners are doing. And I know listeners are doing here, you know, around their brand strategy, their content marketing strategy, you know, the visibility strategy, but then that's not actually reflected in their design again. And I know from personal experience, again, you know, you're sharing like, which I love your model. The wow model is so applicable to, to everything that we're doing. Like for me, I thought more so about my clients in the design process than I ever had before with my recent brand. And everyone loves a brand and it's for those reasons. Like I loved the peach and we brought in blue for calming and like authority and connection. And we brought in a lot of yellow for the creativity because my audience was calling themselves like multi-passionate and creatives. And they wanted to see that 
represented in my brand, but also a lot of people out there were using all of the pinks. Nothing against that, but I love like peach and I love blue and I love yellow and I actually wear it all the time as well. So when I do speaking events, people say that they see me wear it on stage. They check my Instagram. It's the same. Then my website's the same. And like you said, you know, the freebie is the same and they just actually start to associate me with a peach color. And I think that is really, really powerful. And I just happen to love those colors and wear them, but it was like a lot of work that I put into that. And even the icons, the hand-drawn icons of like plants and cocktails and stuff like that. That was like, like you said, like I spent a lot of time pretty much using your wow style model to make that happen. So I'm so glad that you shared that because design really shouldn't be something that is a second thought. It should be something that we prioritize all of the time. So a question that I get asked a lot, and I'm sure you do too, is if design is so, so important and, you know, when we start off, it's okay for us to do DIY, when should we actually hire a proper designer such as yourself who can really bring this to life? Because I hired a designer to get my brand to where it's currently at. I DIY'd from there. And kind of what questions should they ask to kind of get prepared to make that decision. It shouldn't just be I've got money or not got money or I need a brand or I don't have a brand. Like what do you think we need to be thinking about to make that decision? Yeah, that's a great question. And there's a few different answers um, that might feel right for different kinds of people. And so, yeah, the first one is money. If you feel like, oh, there's so many answers to this. Okay, so the first one is money. So if you have a lot of money and you're, you're looking to invest that into your business, feel free to hire a designer. That is a really great thing to do. But there is a lot more to it than that. And that's what we kind of want to speak to. The first thing is creativity. Some people just really get lit up when they're working on their business stuff, me included. And to have the creative expression through your business can feel really good. And to have that control. A lot of people that work with me in my courses and my programs actually have the money to hire a designer, but they've chosen not to because they want that creativity expressed through their business and they want the control expressed in their business. So, so for example, um, if you've got an idea you want to action your business, like one of, I don't work with one-on-one clients anymore, except for two retainer clients. And one of them messaged me today saying, I've got this really big idea I want to do today. Do you have time this week to push it through? And because I only have two clients, I can prioritize her work. But most designers aren't able to just say, oh yeah, I can just wipe everything that I had already planned and scheduled off the table and do this one design for you. We need time. So usually if you're working with a designer, they're going to want at least seven days, two weeks turnaround time for just a little job, let alone a big job. Yeah. Like a big job's going to take months. And so having that creative control, having that uh, control of your business and what you can put out there can be really powerful. Like if you have this idea for a freebie that you want to offer tomorrow, because it really resonates with your audience right now, you can honestly then go and create it and not just create something that looks a bit, uh, create something that actually works, that is laid out really professionally and that works to attract your audience and works to actually want, in, encourage them to read it. Like, I don't know about you, but I don't want to read a whole slab of text. Like if you just whack your slab of text onto a design, onto a page and just put your brand color behind it, I'm not going to read it. I need to be encouraged through good design, through breaking up sections, through the use of, of, of illustrations and all these different things. And so that's one element to think about is if you're someone who loves the control of your business, who loves the urgency of immediacy of being able to create your own thing, then learning to do your own design can be a really powerful tool to really empower you and to help you feel really confident and actioned in your business. 
But I've spoken to a lot, spoken to a lot of people as well who just that just the thought of doing that really stresses them out. And so if the, the thought of doing design stresses you out, the second you have money, hire a designer. It's going to free you up to do things that are more important that you actually really enjoy. But if doing the design is stressing you out because you're just not sure about things, you just need some support to help you, that's when you work with someone like me to actually help coach you through creating your own designs in a really confident way. Um, so that's the that's there is a pro there's a pro of the two main things to think about is if you have the money and if you have the the, the, the passion or the excitement to want to do it yourself but also thinking about do I have like say for example my course will probably take you about some, some people do it in a weekend some people do it over two months do you do I have the time to be able to learn to do it properly because if not you're just doing a business a disservice by trying to do it yourself in the meantime um, and you're also doing <laughs> this it's the whole thing of if you learn to do it properly if you spend like a few hours learning to do it properly it's going to take you so much less time to do it in the future like so much less time you'll get you'll be like you know when you open up a blank canvas on Canva and you're like <gasps> what am I doing I feel like I feel just stuck and there's just all this white and how I'm meant to fill it with all my ideas. And so if, if, if those kind of things are freaking you out and you're just going to sit there and staring at the screen, then scroll for ages trying to work out what you're going to do and that's taking you forever, then it's either worth hiring someone or worth learning to do it yourself properly so that it takes you so much less time because we don't have time in our businesses to just fluff around. Like, honestly, like, and we do it as a, I say it, I say this a lot. It's a form of self-sabotage. Like if you're like, on a, we have such great ideas and then we're like, oh no, I'm just going to fiddle with this. So I'm just going to scroll for ages trying to look for the perfect photo or whatever. It's, you're just putting self-sabotaging yourself, putting something out there. Anyway, we'll talk about that later, I'm sure. Um, but be thinking about what works for me in my season of business. And some, some people, like I teach people how to do their own rebrands. Some people that sits with them really well. Some people do what you, you've done and go and hire a designer to work with them really great to do a rebrand. And then they take it from there doing it themselves. Or some people just want to hand everything over to designers. So honestly, it's totally up to you and the way that you think you're going to work best in your business, the amount of money that you have to spend on design and invest in that. And what's going to help you step forward the quickest in your business and support you in that the best. Thank you so much for sharing that answer. And it, you're so right. Those are the things that I always talk to my clients about too. And for me personally, I've been in season of business where I did everything myself. And then yes, I hired a designer to do all the big branding and got templates for a lot of things and showed me how to, to set things up and, you know, got her tick of approval and then away I go. So I didn't have to think about that high level design. Like you said, how the colors blended and everything that was already taken, you know, care for me. And I've also hired designers to do absolutely everything and seasons of business when I was really, really busy. And I was like, I don't even have time to do graphics or Facebook ad graphics and, you know, PDFs. It's like, no, I'm going to hand that all over to someone else. And I love the creative process and I love like playing around with things. And I also really, really love control, but the time piece, which is, I'm so glad that you brought up because if I thought about what would actually be more beneficial for my business, it is sitting in that CEO mindset, in that strategy piece. I have a team now. I should be speaking on podcasts like this, not playing around with colors and where to position text. If I have time, I normally just use a template, like I said, and smash it out. If for some reason I come up with an idea, which happens in business and my team, there's not enough time to brief them. I'll still go and do a lot of the graphics that you see on my account. But um, that's only 
sometimes because I know that I should be planning my content ahead based on my strategy and not, like you said, sitting there freaking out because I need to get a post out but not knowing what to write, let alone what image to go with it because I've been there and, yeah, that's not a great place to be, all of the stress that comes along with that, which leads so well into this idea of sabotage and then perfectionism that I would love to speak to you about so perfectionism in this whole design process and like you said self-sabotage playing around with fonts when they should be I don't know sending a dm or following up with a sales conversation is a huge part of why I think they get stuck in this kind of design loop where they're like half designing things changing their mind hiring someone not keeping up with the branding so we've all been guilty of it and I know you've shared that you've been guilty of it too so I'd love to know, how did you personally overcome this? Because I think often when we're an expert in something, we get even more focused on perfectionism. I know I do with copy. So how have you personally moved past the perfectionism with the design process? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, and as you say, like, I feel a lot of pressure to have a beautiful Instagram because people are more so judging me. Like they're going to be like, oh, I don't, like if, imagine if a, a designer had a dodgy Instagram, you're not going to work with them because obviously they're not good enough and they, yeah, you can't trust them with your stuff. So they, I do feel a lot of pressure in that. Um, I think the things to remember are firstly, if it's, if it's the option, if there's two options before you, one is not posting anything because you're sitting around playing with it for too long and you just never get around to finishing it. You don't think it's good enough. And the other option is, is just posting and it's not perfect yet. Obviously posting, even though it's not perfect, is going to do better for you than not posting at all, you know? So thinking through what is what is the lesser evil here? Like, can I, like, yes, it could, this is what I need you to remember. Design is not math. There is no one perfect solution for design. There's no one perfect font, no one perfect color, no one perfect image, no one perfect template. It's there, it, there is a lot of expression. There is a lot of room for movement. There is a lot of, there's no one perfect answer. And so thinking through when you're, when you're, when I'm getting in that stuck of a graphic, I'm like, is it doing a service to my business to keep on fiddling with this? Or is it actually good enough? And I'm just trying to self-sabotage here. Am I actually scared of posting this because of what it's going to mean for me and my business? Thinking through why am I spending so long on it? And if it's because if you need support in that um, and you're just feeling like I'm not even sure if it looks good, then just ask someone, like message a friend and say, I've got the, I've made this graphic. Is it is it horrible? Or am I actually just getting in my head about this? And that's in my one of my that's what my students do quite regularly in our Facebook group. They just post a graphic I'm like, is this bad or is this fine? I'm like, it's fine. Just, just move on with your life. Like, yes, maybe, maybe make that heading a little bit bigger or change that font slightly. But honestly, if you've if you've done the hard work before, like thinking through your brand, it doesn't actually take you very long to make a graphic. You can literally, like, you don't have to decide on the colors. You don't have to decide on the fonts. You don't have to decide on all these different things. You, you've got those answers already done. If you've got something to post, pop it on a page, make it your color, make it your font and post it because being out there is better than not being out there at all. Um, and if you just do that, those simple things are just making sure that it's centered, making sure that it makes sense to your audience, making sure that it's readable, then those are the more, most important things. It doesn't have to be a work of art to be successful. And for myself, just thinking through, like I, I look back, a lot of the graphics I post and thought that wasn't 100% perfect. Most of my graphics, I could do that. But thankfully, I'm not a perfectionist. It's, it bodes well for me. But I was saying actually to my husband just before this call, I realized why I'm not a perfectionist. I had this big breakthrough. I have this like, this is a little bit off tangent. I have this, um, this 
a thing where that I can't have. Okay, so it's called futility and I have a fear of futility. I have a fear of wasting time or effort or anything. And so if I've spent time creating a graphic, if I don't post that graphic or I spend too long on that graphic, I'm wasting time. Or if I, create, if I record a podcast episode and it's not perfect, but I don't post it, then I've wasted time. So I don't get caught up too much in the perfectionism because I've got this other fear got playing on at the same time. So they kind of bounce off each other. It's really fun. Um, but in essence, post it up. It's not the end of the world. Things won't be perfect. Design is a math. I love that. That's so true. I'm like that as well, where I'm like, well, I kind of want to go do X, Y, and Z now. So I don't give a shit if this isn't perfect. And then I could probably rewrite it slightly and get rid of a comma. Like when it comes to copy, I'm just like, not nah, good enough. And I think, you know, what I've taken away from what you shared here, particularly not being a work of art, I think it's the same with copy and so many other things we do in business. We feel like that one image, that one color, that one, you know, text, you know, piece or a post or something is going to make or break our business. But when really it's the ongoing conversations that we're having with our dream clients, um, it's showing up on a regular basis. It's putting ourselves out there, being a vulnerable, expressing ourselves. And if we do that over time, we can build up a really strong connection with people. And that's when the colors and the branding and the visual elements all come together to create a really beautiful narrative. But yeah, if you're sitting at your desk and essentially going like this has to be the best graphic ever and I have to win an award then pretty much we're never going to post we're never going to do anything in business if it has to be perfect all the time and I always say too which maybe you might love this as well that we get clarity through doing and so if we sit there all the time wanting clarity to come we won't actually get it until we do it and that's key messages brand design like my branding's kind of evolved and my team's got on board and they've interpreted it in certain ways. And sometimes I, you know, look at things, I'm like, oh, I would have liked it the other way. Or sometimes, like you said, I look back at my own copy and I was like, oh, I could have written that differently. But that's all in hindsight because I've already grown and kept going. Like in the moment, that was what was true for me. And I think that is the most important thing for design, right? Would you agree that's about an ongoing conversation and not just about one individual post? Yeah, exactly. And that's why what we talked about at the start that you mentioned that consistency is just so important in terms of the way your graphics look. Like if you've got those consistent colors and fonts, then it's not all down to that one graphic. It's building that narrative that you said. It's building that recognizability. It's building that loyalty. It's meaning that when they see that post, it's that certain color, that, that certain font that you always use. I'm like, oh, what's Rachel got to say today? And then they have a look at it and then they read it and they interact with it. That's all That's all that it's about. It's building that kind of story. And so, yeah, I think that's really great. Just done is better than perfect. If it's, if it's done and you're putting it out there, then it's working to build your business if it's just staying on your camera never putting out getting put out there then it's not serving anyone and that's why we are talking about branding right because we want to be serving our business we want that to be feeding into our profits and sustainability it's getting us you know opportunities attracting our dream clients and so if you're not willing to invest in your brand or you're doing self-sabotage type work then really overall you're putting your business you know behind and you should just be trying things out and experimenting and I love so much that you shared there's so many tips that people can take away so many frameworks that people can use and I obviously include any resources that you have for people who are wanting to start to DIY it themselves so to wrap up I'd love to know what's the one thing about DIYing the brand or just design in general that you'd love listeners to do or think about from this episode 
Oh, that's a good one. Like we've, we've covered so much juicy stuff, but I think just stop when you finish creating graphics, stop, sit back and have a look at it. Don't just like literally five seconds. That's all you need. Sometimes if you want to be extra designery or it's just extra jacky, lean back on your chair and squint your eyes a little bit and just see if what it looks like, look at it from slightly different angle um, and just check that it's balanced. Check that you've used your brain colors, check that you haven't got caught up trying to copy some other template that's not your style and just have a look at it and then check that it's all good to go. I love that. It comes back to your framework and also making sure it feels good to you, right? That it feels true to you. And then that's always going to resonate. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I always learn so much from you about design. And I just know that listeners are going to have so many takeaways from this episode. It's been my pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. If you found what I've shared valuable, please leave a review and hit the subscribe button so you don't miss when a new episode drops every Wednesday.